0: what's going on everybody i hope everybody is well um yeah man i hope you guys have a good valentine's day if you're doing something special if it's another day for you like me um just enjoy your time remember follow me punch them the mouth official on instagram official underscore p-i-t-m on twitter peace guys later Everybody. I hope everybody is well. We had some crazy fights this weekend. Jack Rmansi defeated Joe Pfeiffer. I forgot to talk about these fights. Danny he defeated Andre Feely. Iohor potierra defeated Robert Breitek. Gregory Rodriguez defeats Brad Tavares. Michael Johnson defeats Darius Flowers. Rodolfo Vieira defeats Armin petrosian Carlos. Pratis defeats Trevin Giles, Pratis, sorry, Perattis, Prattis. Pratis, Carlos Pratis. Um, I want to start with Rodolfo Vieira. How old is this guy? I think this guy's a little older, but this guy's going to be a problem if he keeps winning and fighting the way he's been winning and fighting. And why is my mouth not cooperating with me? How old is my guy? 34. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Give him a ranked opponent. I like the guy a lot. Give him a ranked opponent. He's a good fighter, man. He's a good fighter. I think he's kind of like, he's probably got a little, at least a year to two, maybe three years of top-like competition, in my opinion. I couldn't be very wrong, and he could be the next Yoel Romero, you know? but. I could be very wrong. Michael Johnson defeats Darius Flowers. Crazy fight. Gregory Rodriguez. This guy is the man, bro. Like, this guy is a guy to watch out for. How old is he? 31. He's got time. This guy is the man. Robocop, they call him. Or is it Rodriguez before anybody um fights me? Uh okay, Ihor Potiera. He missed weight, so it was a catchway bout. The guy who was fighting um, Robert Brightcheck, it was a bunch of hype, man. Like, people were picking him to win, but Portiera got so confident during the fight that he did that ninja leg sweep kick. It didn't work, right? But it still looked cool as fuck, bro. It looked cool as hell. Danny Defeats Andre Feely, like, oh, my God. Dude, that was another one. I thought Andre Feely had died, man. Low key. Like, you remember when, when, um, what is this guy's name? The guy that just fought Bryce Mitchell. uh, Josh Emmett. When Josh Emmett fought Bryce Mitchell and he knocked him out, Danny Gay did, like, the same thing. It was insane. And the crazy thing is, I think Danny Gay and Josh fought, and I think Josh knocked out Danny Gay. No, it was a unanimous decision. And he, he, so he lost to the Korean zombie, Josh Emmett. Also, a mobile. He beat Damian Jackson. He beat Nate Lowinger. He lost to Bryce Mitchell. And he beat Andre Feely. Then, 50K EA, man. That's a good guy. And he's also, at least according to the Dominance website, he's also a manager. So, that's pretty cool. Uh Jack Hermanson versus Joe Pfeiffer. Jack took over late. I didn't really watch the fight, but like from what I saw, Jack took over late. And like honestly, like this card had some good fights on it, bro. But it goes back to the same thing. Like, are you guys just putting these fights together to to Of course it's to me the quota, right? Because they get a lot of money from the UFC I mean from the ESPN deal, so. Even if you don't watch, they're still getting their money's worth and they're giving ESPN content. And people are going to watch. The one thing I do want to say, the the ihor potierra rubber check fight, there was a lot of fouls. Um, uh, Beltran, he did a good job of asserting his authority. And he said, if you keep doing it, I'm going to take a point away. Because one was an eye poke, it wasn't too bad. And the other one was a groin shot. So. There's that, so we'll see what happens. Now, before we go into the, actually, no, we're going to do that next. Well, actually, before we do that, I do want to say this. I don't know how accurate this is, but according to Wikipedia, UFC 301 will be May 4th in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And then UFC 302 will take place at the Potential Center in Newark, New Jersey. And then after that, they're going to the Kingdom Arena in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And then, so does that mean 303 is on that June 29th date at the T Mobile Arena? Because we're going to get into UFC 300 later, but that's interesting right there, you know? So we'll see. We'll see. Now, this weekend. Big fight. That's right. That's gonna, when there's big fights, big news. This is this is the song we're gonna so Get used to it. Get used to it. So in the main event, you got Alexander volkanovsky versus Ilya tapuria You got Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa. In the co-main, you got Jeff Neal. Paulo Costa versus. Robert is the co-main. The fight after, before that is Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. And then Rob is really is fighting Henry Cejudo. Now, I haven't watched the countdown show, but is that... Did Henry really get rid of Captain Eric? That's crazy if he did, because Captain Eric's one of the best coaches in all the UFC, in my opinion. And Henry got rid of him. I wonder what that is. Like, I wonder what it is that he felt, coach. I guess he did. Look, it says, Henry Cejudo parts ways with longtime coach Eric Albericine ahead of UFC 298. And it goes on to say, Henry Cejudo has made some big changes ahead of his return. The former two-division champ has parted ways with longtime coach Eric Albericine ahead of his bout against Rob Dwal really at UFC 298 on Saturday. Albericine... Was one of several people, Sahudo dropped in efforts to reduce his team size. The news of the change was revealed during the UFC countdown preview show. And it goes on, this is a quote, You were with me for my last Olympic trials, and you've been there for me. As of right now, I just want to let you know that for this camp, dude, I'm getting rid of specific coaches, and that includes you. And that's you included. Cejudo said. has been working with Cejudo since his wrestling day as well before he started fighting professionally in MMA. Cejudo is still preparing at Fight Ready in Arizona and then goes on, said he wanted to trim down his team and keep things simpler ahead of UFC tonight. Sometimes you get too close to somebody and you, you just get too comfortable. Right now what I want to do in this fight camp is keep it strictly business. He returned to action after failing to capture the UFC bantamweight title in May of 2023 in a competitive fight against then-champion Aljamain Sterling. It was the first fight since he retired in May of 2022 after a bantamweight title win over Dominic Cruz. I mean, that's crazy, man. Because to me, Coach Eric is so. Who becomes the head coach now? And. My understanding from reading this is it's not forever. It's just for right now that he's just trimming down his team size. At least that's what I got from it. I don't know if that's the truth, but that's what I got for it. But I don't think that's the move, honestly, bro. I really don't. But that's me. That's just me. Coach Eric's the man. Okay, let's go on to this one. Okay, so Roman Kapilov will take on Anthony Hernandez. Oh, and just so you guys know, Marco Rodrigo de Lima will take on Justin Taffa. And in the featured prelim, Amanda Lemos takes on Mackenzie Dern. What I didn't know when I recorded this was the original fight she was supposed to fight Tatiana Suarez. Amanda Lemos was. Because if you guys remember, I kept saying, why is the UFC pitting Amanda Mackenzie Dern into another fight with the big knockout puncher we just saw what happened with Yan Shainan, and then that was the reason because originally she was supposed to fight um tatiana suarez and tatiana hurt her knee i guess so we'll see what happens now but the question becomes once this title fight is over in 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 flyweight and strawweight i'm sorry why did i say flyweight does Tatiana's resume resonate enough to give her the title shot coming back from injury? Is that something Tatiana would want to do? Because again, us as journalists slash fans, we could say, Oh no, definitely. But what if she wants to test the waters and a quote unquote, tune up fighter, make sure her body's ready before she goes in there and fights for the strap. You know, that's me telling you my opinion, bro. But, Again, Anthony Hernandez was originally supposed to fight Ikram Alaskarov, but apparently Alaskarov had to pull out because he's dealing with some type of illness. I hope he's okay. Like, Alaskarov, like, the most, the reason most people know who he is is because Alaskarov is that one guy Hamza Chimaev, knocked out outside of the UFC with that crazy uppercut. But Alaskarov is a bad dude. Like, he's a bad dude in his own right. Like, that guy's the fucking man. All right? So, that fight's opening the main card. Rob Dolez really will take on Henry Cejudo. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys here. I love Henry a lot, but I don't see a path to victory for him. I think Rob's pace is going to be too much for him. Now, let's not get confused here. They both have a common opponent. Now, you're going to tell me, well... Look at when Henry fought him and then look at when Rob fought him. Well, if we look at it in that case, and I'll tell you who it is in a second. If we look at it in that case, this person I'm talking about gave Rob Mar- dollars really a run for his money. Okay. And so did... um. He also gave Henry a run for his money early in the fight. The guy I'm talking about is um, Marlon Morais. Remember him and Henry fought for the vacant bell after... The whole thing with TJ went down. And then Marlon and Morava on the Ortega versus Volkanovski card. I don't remember what's the number off the top of my head, but they were the main prelim fight and that was fight of the night right there. So that just shows you one, Marlon Moraes is the man. It was UFC 266, it also featured the return of of a one, Nick Diaz, where he fought Robbie Lawler. My point in telling you this is, it's not like Marab is not beatable, but I think right now, how old is Marab? I want to say Marab's either in his late 20s or at max 32. How old is Marab? He's 33 hours all He's going to be, no, he just turned 33. Dude, so I was right. If I would have done this a few weeks back, so he just turned 33. So right now, that dude's like in peak performance. I think his pace is going to be too much for him. Aljo has already said Bantamweight is nowhere in his future. So if Sean O'Malley defeats Cheeto Vera at UFC 299, you have to look at the person who won this fight. Like, this should be the one circled on people's calendars. Like, I believe this fight is getting lost in the shuffle because of how good UFC 298 is. I mean, let's look at it. Let's look at the whole pay per view card. Ian Gary, I don't, I don't understand how Ian Gary and Jeff Neal are over Marab and Henry. How is that possible? The way this should have been is Alex versus Ilya, Robert versus Paulo, and then you put Marab and Henry, and then you put Jeff Neal and Ian. I don't understand why they do this. This pisses me the fuck off. Why are you doing this to me? I mean, and you're gonna tell me, well, Adrian, they're fighting anyway. But I'm like, you want to have your paper be top heavy because you want the best fights on last. If you want to get more fans, because that's what they remember. They're not gonna remember the second or first fight, especially if they they like drinking. You know, that's what I'm saying. But let's let's look at the, the rankings because. Like, I want to prove a point to you guys that this is where the UFC should be looking if they want to ha- get, um, because Peter's fighting Song Dong, I believe, at UFC 299. So let's look at it. Let's look at and I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure none of these guys have fights. So yeah, they're fighting at UFC 299. Okay, so let's look at it. So the champion is fighting number six. Number five is fighting number seven. I don't think Corey has a fight lined up, but I will check. Off the top of my head, he doesn't, but we're gonna check. He does not. Yeah, he doesn't. Cause I think um he had to get surgery but dang, you got the killer himself, Umar Nurmagomedov, fighting an unranked opponent, and why? Like, this is a travesty. This guy should be at least top five at this point. But none of these dudes want to fight him. Like, Umar's number 13. Honestly, Umar could be... Honestly, he could be up there with Peter. In my opinion, like... I know people get mad, but that's my opinion, right? Like, he could be up there in that conversation, but none of these guys want to fight him. And he's fighting an, I think he's fighting an unranked fighter. Let's see. It says, Umar Nurmagomedov finally gets a fight as UFC newcomer Big Zat. Alamakhan will step up, steps up. Alamakhan. The search to find Umar Nurmagomedov, a willing opponent, has finally concluded. You see, can it get to the point where the UFC goes, all right, bro, that's it. You guys either fight him or we're giving him the next time. Because Umar can fight for the belt already. That's how good I believe in this guy. This guy is the man. And it's showing that nobody wants to fight him. Corey and him were supposed to fight, but he unfortunately got injured. And this guy, Bexac- Ali Makan Is making his debut and the fight will take place on March 2nd in a few weeks. But I mean, at this point, like, when is it that they go, okay, you're gonna get a top three guy next? The article goes on to say two people with knowledge of the matchup recently informed MMA junkie of the booking, but it has to remain anonymous as the promotion is yet to make it an official announcement. The news was first reported by Front on X, okay? Magomero's manager Ali Abdelabziz of Dominance MMA posted on X that the matchmaking process ahead of this fight was unlikely any other was unlike any other he witnessed. Additional sources told MMA Junkie that at least two top ten contenders turned down the Magomera fight. I mean, there it is! Like, dude. What is he supposed to do? And people get mad that I'm such a fan of this guy, but What is he supposed to do? Can you guys tell me? I want you guys to tell me. Like, what is he supposed to do at this point? If he wins, if he wins, like, honestly, if he were to win on March 2nd, and that's crazy because when is Ramadan? It starts on March 10th. So just before. Okay. So two days before my birthday. If he wins, try and set up Corey Sandhagen versus him. Because at this point, look, you got Henry and Marab. Aljo's out. Like, Aljo said, unless it's something big, I'm not going back down to battle When he's fighting Calvin Cater at UFC 300, Davison Figueredo's fighting Cody Garbrandt. Is Cody even ranked? He's not even ranked. Um, Yeah, so it, 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 if I'm Ali, I'm going, okay, we're going to push for the Corey Sanhagen fight because they were originally booked, but Umar got hurt. And now if they get hurt, I understand, but the article saying at least two top ten guys turned it down. And I don't want to speculate who because that's not fair. Like I'm not trying to call anybody who's bags here, but And like it's funny because their excuses, well, who has he fought, you know? Like some guys go, like, well, somebody gave me an opportunity, so I should give an up-and-comer that same opportunity, you know? Like, at this point, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC kick goes, that's it, all right, Sean, you're fighting Umar. We're going to pay you a shit ton of money. Shut your mouth, that's your next fight. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a conversation that will take place or has take place if these fights play out. Again, I'm telling you, the move to make if Umar wins this fight And I'm going to look up this guy because this guy's got fucking balls, bro, to take this fight. But then imagine if he wins. If he wins, all the hype that I'm talking about, Umar automatically goes to this newcomer dude, bro. Like, he's smart. Like, yeah, it's a big risk, but he's willing to take it. So let's go back to the fight. I get carried away. So my, my point in saying all of that was the rankings. Okay. So... Aljo's not fighting, so number two is fighting number three, which is Marav and Henry. Corey doesn't have a fight book. Peter's fighting Songya Dong at two ninety nine. Davidson and Cody Garbrand are fighting at UFC three hundred. They're actually opening on the prelims, and Umar's fighting that new guy. I mean, so as of right now, Marav and Henry should be looked at the next title challenger especially with the history, if Sean O'Malley wins, with the history he has with both guys, what what they need to do is whoever wins this fight needs to get on the microphone after their fight and be like, Sean O'Malley, you're next, bitch. Or like, like get people talking like, oh, did you hear what Henry said? Did you hear what Merob said? And then it becomes undeniable because Sean is talking about, oh, I'm going to go fight Ilya. But Ilya still got some dude named Alexander Volkanovsky to deal with. So, it's not a done deal, you know? I mean, because Ilya Tupuri is talking a lot of stuff, man. But it's going to be crazy. Okay. And before I continue, like, this one might run a little long today. But before I continue, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about these fights. We're going to finish talking about these fights. Then I'm going to talk about the news of UFC 300 that came out today. And then for Wednesday, what I'm going to do tomorrow being Tuesday, by the time this is out, I'll probably be doing it. I'm going to look at film of Ilya's last fight because I honestly don't remember it when he fought Josh Emmett because that's the fight that got people talking that, yo, Ilya could be a real, a real challenger for Volk. And we're gonna look at Volks, um, yeah, Yair Rodriguez fight. I'm gonna make notes, and we're gonna break down the fight on Wednesday. That's what we're doing on Wednesday. So if that's something that interests you, make sure you tune in. If any more news comes out from here to then, I'll cover it on the podcast. If it doesn't, just keep an eye out on on the socials. Punch the mouth official on Instagram, official underscore p i t m on X. And then I finally got. Bigger light, so I'm gonna test it out tomorrow or maybe towards the end of the week. So there's that. All right, cool. Let's keep going. Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary, number 10 versus number eight. That's a good fight because Vicente's fighting Sean Brady, number nine versus number six. And Colby's trying to get a fight with Steven Thompson, and Kevin Holland's fighting Michael Benham Page. Now let's get into this. Like, you have people on both sides. You have one side of the fan base that feels bad for Ian because they're saying, "No, oh, it was his wife that's doing all this mess," but he has to be agreeing to it, you know? Like he has to agree to it. Like, I don't, I don't see a a a scenario where she's doing all this stuff about making the T-shirt and he's saying, "Yo, we shouldn't put this out," and she's basically telling him. Shut your mouth. I'm going to do what I want. You're just going to let it happen. Like, I don't see that scenario happening. I don't care that she's like 20 years older than him. Okay? Like, the dude's a cage fighter, bro. Like, you really think he's going to let some some chick talk to him like that? Like, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. So, you have part of the fans being like, oh, I feel bad for Ian. And then part of the fans being like, no, Jeff, Neal, go fuck him up. I want to see a good fight. I want to see a good fight. And I'm telling you, if the Jeff Neal that showed up to fight Vicente Luque shows up to fight Ian Gary, Ian Gary's in trouble. Ian Gary is in trouble because that Jeff Neal. And then the other thing is, Ian Gary's no longer a part of Killcliff Clip FC. I don't know where he's training. He got kicked out of Leon's gym. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know. But we'll see. This is going to be a crazy fight right here. This is another one people should be circling. Like, because I feel they're both going to keep it standing. And I'm telling you, if Neil can... Like, Ian Gary's going to have to fight at distance. If Neil Magnet could make it a dirty fight, that's how he wins the fight. And I believe the last two fights are next, right? I believe Paulo Costa... Yeah, Paulo Costa versus Robert Whitaker. Again, the... You would assume it's in Robert's favor, right? But you have to remember Robert got knocked out in his last fight. Paulo won his last fight. Paulo didn't look that great against Luke Rockhold. Again, you have to remember it was at altitude. He carries a lot of muscle, man. I would like to see what's gonna happen in this fight. Like this fight's very intriguing. Because if the Paulo bold that was fucking everybody up shows up, Robert could be in trouble. But again. Robert wasn't doing bad against Drickens. Drickens just caught him, you know? So the question becomes, like, who's going to win? It's going to be a chess match. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that fight, like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes like this. If by the third round we go, it's 1-1. I wouldn't, I see where Paolo wins the first round. Robert wins the second round. And then it's going to come down to the third round. If it goes to the decision, I believe it'll be given to Robert, you know? That's my opinion. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen. I think if we get a knockout, it's because Paulo Costa was able to cave his face. I shouldn't say cave his face, was able to get it. Because Paulo Costa is a very elite fighter, beyond contrary belief. He's a clown and all, but he's a very popular fighter. A very elite fighter. Alexander Volkanovski versus Ilya Teporia. Again, this fight's gonna be nuts, bro. Like, Ilya's oozing with confidence, dude. Like, it's nuts, dude. It is nuts. Again, we're gonna watch the film and we're gonna break it down. And I'm gonna have to probably well, I'm gonna have to be like DC on um, what's that Kobe show called that he did on um was that show he did that like where he where he reviews the tale? I'm not gonna be able to do it at DC's level, right? But detailed. <laughs> detailed. That is a great show. I wonder if they still do it. Because I know Payne would do the football version. Kobe would do the basketball version. And DC was doing the MMA version. That was a great show. But that's how I'm going to be on at a very lower level. Right? Because I'm not a fighter. DC is going to see things I will never see. But that's the goal here. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, I don't know man. UFC 298. Again. Well. I don't know if you guys ordered them, but I ordered, I do end up ordering them. And right now they're giving me a $10 off. I might make a post about that later. And then I might get made fun of. Ah, you buy them. We actually just stream them. I can already hear it, bro. I can already hear it. Okay. Ready? Ready? The UFC 300 madness. And we are out of here. Um, Number one, Dana White has no idea... Uh, who was headlining UFC 300 that's for sure and it 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 was rumored that they were gonna do it at the Bud Light commercial with for the Super Bowl. Nope, that didn't happen It was just a genie. People thought he went on the now boys. nothing happened. Here's one thing I can tell you they did ask John Jones to come fight and he told them no because he felt if he came back. It would be too soon and he wouldn't be up to his optimal performance. Which you can't hate on the guy for, bro. You cannot hate on him for. Because if it is some of his last performances we'll see inside the cage, I can't hate on him. I can't. So, as it stands right now, there were one, two, there's been three fights tossed at the people are rumored to be the headliner. And I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm they're not bad fights. But Dana's been um been promising like a crazy, crazy um a crazy, crazy line of like a crazy main event. And let me tell you, the 300 cards so far is not bad at all like at this point i'm i would buy it. look charles olivera takes on armin sarukian and for number one contendership the debut of kayla harrison and holly holmes i mean versus holly holmes iri prohaska takes on alexander wreckage calvin cater welcomes algermain starting to featherweight bobby green will take on jim miller cody brunner fights Paul Nico. diego lopez fights sadiq youssef jessica andrade we will fight Marina Rodriguez and again I had said earlier, Davison Figueredo and Cody Garbrandt will open the prelims. And let's not forget the title fights that have already been announced. You got um you got the Strawway belt, Young on versus uh, Young Wei and you got Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje for the BMF belt at 155 pounds. Now, another thing I want to talk about is that Dana said he's got two more fights locked in to announce, which will be like another just regular fight and the co-main event. So you're telling me that there could possibly be four title fights unless they do a swerve and they end up letting Conor headline 300. Because as much as the UFC wants to admit that Conor's not bigger than UFC the the UFC titles he is, and he will get a cut of the pay per view, and so will I don't know if if Justin will, but Wei Lee will, and and so will if there's another title fight, okay. So now let's get to it. The three fights that have been thrown out, and we can already deep as of... This recording and what has been put out there you can already debunk one of them and I'll read what this says the card for UFC 300 is still without a main event but there are reportedly a few options oh I got so scared okay the card for UFC 300 is still without a main event but there are reportedly a few options still on the table MMA journalist Ariel Hawani said on Monday's episode of the MMA hour that Israel Adesanya is returning for a middleweight title fight against Champion Dricus Duplessis is being considered as a welterweight title fight between Leon Edwards and Bulam Muhammad, as is a welterweight title fight between Leon Edwards and Bulam Muhammad. Hawani added that Hamza Chimaev challenging either for either title was also in consideration, but this is the one we could debunk. But Chimaev told MMA Uncensored that he won't be available. He says he's not fighting during Ramadan. Like he put out a tweet saying, "I'm not fighting during Ramadan." So right now, the two front runners, and I, un- this could not have been part of the plan, because the way Dana has been pumping this up, and of course, if this does end up becoming the the fight, he's gonna say, "Well, what else do you want? You have th- three other title fights, and unless now, let's think about this." You put Connor and Chandler as co-mate, but I don't see, I don't see Connor playing, fighting under anybody. He's too big. Like he's bigger than the UFC as much as people don't want to admit that. So they're going to spin it that way, of course, but I was ready to hear, oh yeah, Khabib's coming back and he's fighting for the middleweight belt. That's what I wanted to hear. Or I wanted to hear, oh yeah, John Jones is able to recover fast enough that we're doing him and Stipe. That's what I wanted to hear. So here's what I think is going on and I'm not the only one thinking this going on because I'm going to find this tweet. Look, I've been saying this for months. This is from Jesse on Fire. I've been saying this for months that Conor is the targeted headliner for the UFC 300 and Dana White is in the middle of one of the most important contract negotiations in a decade with Conor. My hypothesis has been that Every public statement is being affected by the negotiation, and we can't take anything at face value. I mean, I agree with him at some point, bro. I agree with him at some point because, like, look, here's what I know. Here's what I know about Connor's contract situation. He has two fights left. Do you guys remember how hard and you're going to tell me, oh, you're just saying that because Ariel's saying this, but it's a attack. You think the UFC wants to lose out on Conor McGregor? They don't. Conor's the biggest fight in MMA. And in some case, if it's the right guy in boxing, because he's so popular, you think he wants to lose it to the PFL? And as much as Dana says he doesn't want to acknowledge them, he knows about them, okay? And let me tell you, PFL's got guys. Just because they got Kayla from the from just because he got Kayla from them does not change the fact that PFL I'm not gonna tell you they're, they're stiff competition but it it's a alternative and another thing PFL proved that it'll give Conor, like you want a box go ahead and box we don't care we did it for Francis like look the Francis announced when did Francis announce his signing the PFL when was this announced? No, no. I hope you guys couldn't hear that, but I'm trying to see when it was that he, it announced that he... Well, um... actually, I didn't even need to do this. I know where I can find it. I want to say it was around 2021. No, 28. 2021 would, would, would be... No, it had to be either late 2022 or early 20. Twenty three. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And if you guys can go and please follow my Instagram account, I would really appreciate it. And like turn on the notifications, please. So Francis Ngannou announced his signing to the PFL in May of twenty twenty three. So spring of last year, late spring of last year. Okay, and he's gonna have had by March the 8th, he would have had two boxing fights. You don't think that doesn't entice Connor? He's been in the Saudi Arabia Kingdom. He was there at France's last fight. So you don't think, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, he's had conversations with his excellency. I'll tell you that much. I will tell you that much. So you don't think Connor doesn't see PFL as an alternative, especially the tournament format? Like I can already hear him cutting promos. I was built for the tournament format. I'm going to knock all their heads off. I can already hear it, bro. Especially if he's fighting at 170. I don't... But I did hear that USADA is a part of PFL. Let me... I want to make sure that's accurate. I'm not just saying it. Because I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, PFL, PFL hires USADA. This was June 11th, 2023. So, I don't know if that... Because remember PFL had that scandal that Bruno Capilosa and a bunch of other people during like the time from the regular season ending to the playoffs starting had a bunch of people test positive. Yeah. So that happened. So I don't know if that hinders their chances of signing Connor, especially after the, the press release Usada put out after the UFC announced um their departure with Usada. So, we shall see what happens. Mm -hmm. So, there are two fights. Leon Edwards versus Bala Muhammad or Israel Adesanya versus Grikiz Duplessis. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm not really interested in either of those fights. The right fight is to do Bala Muhammad versus Leon Edwards, correct. But I I wanted something crazy like Khabib's coming back. Connor's fighting Chandler finally. Like, to me, Connor versus Chandler would be more UFC 300 worthy. And it's not that it's not a good fight, but I'm telling you, the way Dana has been promoting it is that this was going to be something crazy. And don't get me wrong, the card that has been announced so far is crazy. It is. Like, I'm ready to order it tomorrow, but the way you've been hyping up this main event. I can't wait for the documentary to come out to see who they asked originally and they all said no. Connor's trying to fight on this card. They're the ones telling him not. And again, I'm pretty sure it's because of contract negotiations. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.